run at it shouting. Dooski says, run at it shouting. Yeah, thanks for having me, Charlie. Hi, hi guys. And, you know, all 81 of you guys that are logged in right now, I really appreciate you guys taking the time in the first, uh, you know, wherever you're at in the world. Uh, but Charlie reached out to me. Uh, you know, we've, we've stayed in contact since we've worked, uh, was it like 2017, 2018, somewhere around there, okay. we worked on a film. And uh, he mentioned that he was doing this, this partnering with UNICEF and I, and I, it's, it's, uh, it's such a close thing to my heart when it comes to refugees, um, especially because of, uh, I was, you know, I lived in Mexico and my, my family's all from Mexico and they all had to flee a country in their own perspectives that didn't give them the, the stability that they, and the future that they saw for themselves, you know, and, and they had to risk everything to kind of leave and go into the United States. So that holds a, a, a close part of my heart in terms of just trying to help um, those who, who have, are leaving a, a dire situation and going and searching for a better future. So thank you for, yeah. you, for you guys, you know, coming on board and listening to a, a chat. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. And yeah, you guys have uh, donated very generously. And just to let you know, 100% of, of the donations will go to the charity. So so every every penny goes to the charity. So thank you. Um, all right, let's get it going, David. Look, I, I'm very interested in your process. And I know a lot of guys that will be listening to the audio of this after will be really interested in in not only how how you got into acting, but but um, your experience as a director before that and the transition. Can you tell us about that, mate? Uh, well, I, th I think the the first thing that I ever, whenever I ever, you know, you, you catch a certain bug about what is this make believe world, you know, and I might have been maybe uh, I want to say maybe thirteen, and I and I got to experience a little bit of improv among my my cousins and once that once that feeling was discovered inside then obviously me being um just moving to the united states not really knowing that that's a you know a job that i could do i, I didn't really listen to it i kind of just continued going on like some sort of secure path um you know, my, my parents were in construction. And so I kind of went into that, into plumbing. And then I went into civil engineering for two years in college. But I always, deep down, I, you know, I go to the movies two or three times a week, religiously for years. I, you know, I, I watch everything from movies that were, you know, grossing $100 million to movies that made a million dollars in the, the box office. So I always kind of, kept filmmaking and, and storytelling like really close by as I tried to kind of please my parents in a certain way and, and in terms of making them feel like their move to the United States was worth something because they wanted stability you know they wanted degrees they wanted to make sure that I was you know you know working with a suit on and not with you know with my hands and a shovel well actually that's not true because they wanted me wanted me to be in construction uh, there's a lot of money in construction. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so then I, you know, eventually I switched to filmmaking and, and I, you know, I didn't think I was an actor. So I've been like, you know what, I'm going to focus on storytelling. So I wanted to write and direct. And eventually because of, you know, a certain teacher of mine, his name is James Reese, who kind of, um, kind of edged me into acting. He kind of, you know, he said art feeds art. So you need to make sure that if you're, if you're writing, that's going to help with your directing. And, and if you're directing, that's going to help with your acting. And if your acting is going to help with your writing, and if your painting is going to help with your writing, you know, so there's, you know, it's an expansion of consciousness and it's an expansion of awareness that really helps be able to be a, a truer storyteller. And I started doing short films and I started auditioning for student films. And then, you know, I got a demo reel and next thing you know, you know, you, you catch that bug of, of uh, vanity and, and uh, narcissism. And you're like, yeah, I want to, I want to be an actor too. And, you know, and then that kind of set me off in that direction also. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And do you, um, do you ever think about going back into directing back on the other side of the camera? 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think now that I've kind of cemented my feet into this business in terms of being able to like be okay with like uh, money and, and, and acting, I've, I've, I will slowly transition into, you know, I'm already writing a few things and, you know, that hopefully I'll get to direct, you know, after, uh, after next year. So yeah, it's going to be there. It's soon enough. All right, brother. Well, we've got some uh, questions here. Um, Ivana, do you want to uh, tell us your question? Do you want to unmute? Let's, uh, let's unmute you here. Um, there we go. Hi. Um, how does, does it feel to play Diego in Royal Academy? Oh, hi, Ivana. Uh, how does it feel? Um, well, it's, it's always evolved, you know? Um, when I did season one, feeling playing Diego was, I was very afraid. I was coming from a place of, I wasn't enough. I was, I didn't feel myself worthy. So I would go to a lot of extremes of trying to portray a character that was disowned by his father. And as that, as that kind of shifted into season two and then even season three was, I felt myself understanding the character more. So there was a lot more joy. There's a lot of fun. And, and you can tell in the second season um, that even though Diego is still kind of bitter, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of comedy in him because he takes himself too seriously. And so I was able to understand that there's a lot of great joy and, and discipline. And, um, and you can see that, I mean, at least that's what I see. Every time I see it, I just, I kind of laugh, you know, but yeah, it's, it's an amazing experience, Yvonne. Thank you. Um, let's go to Danny next. Danny, unmute yourself. Hey. Hi. Hi, Danny. Uh, well, I have two questions. Um, one is very, a very random question. If you had the opportunity to play someone in Marvel in a movie or a series, uh, who, who would you like to be on Marvel? And another question, um, uh, do you have some advice to, to start acting or something? Um, yeah, so I think for Marvel, I mean, I've thought about this, but it's an impossible feat. I'm like, there's no way. It's like, no one can really do what he did, which is Wolverine. There's no way that, you know, he's, I think that character should be kind of put into like a museum and then we call it a day. You know, especially after the last, the Logan film. I don't know if you saw that film. Um, and for acting, well, you have to ask yourself, why do you want to do it? You know, you really have to ask yourself um, because do you want to do it for money? Do you want to do it for fame? Or do you want to do it because you actually enjoy um, understanding people that are not like you? Because if that's the case, then you could do acting at your local theater. You can go to acting into, you can get an acting class. You can get plays, you can get scripts. You can get your friends to come in and start reading. You have a phone, you can record yourself. And depending on where you're at, where, are you, where do you live, uh, Danny? I'm from Mexico. You live from Mexico, okay, great. So then right now, because the internet is so, everything is so congested, you know, it's so easy to put yourself out there, you know, and any social media that you have or YouTube. So all you have to make sure, because there's so much content, is that you just keep trying to get better. So keep taking classes, keep reading, you know, and try to actually try to understand people, try to empathize, you know. If you can empathize, like, for example, if I'm afraid of the man that passes by with a trash can, you know, why am I afraid, right? And like, and I know it sounds really simple and dumb, but why is that man scaring me, right? Whatever that might be. So the more I understand that, the better I can understand that person and the better I can try to portray maybe playing a trash man. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying, Danny? Great. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's go to Rebecca next. Thanks, Danny. 
Okay, well, my question is um, how you can describe Diego in season three of the Umbrella Academy? How can I describe? Well, if I describe it, see, te digo, it's going to ruin the whole thing, am I? Like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. You, you want me to you just want me like to with one word or something like that. You don't need to describe me like the character. Thing? How? Okay, yes. I'm just going to say he gets a lot of headaches. That's it. Okay. <laughs> um, let's go to the other Rebecca. Uh, hello. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Um, I'm starting college in September, and I apply to do film. I was wondering, uh, what aspects did your major like apply for, like theory or practical, like production, and how it influenced your career? Well, you know, when you go to school, they're teaching you obviously a lot of ideas, a lot of what ifs. You know, if this happens, you got to do this and that's and that's. The the best thing that I learned when I was going to film school is that I was also like helping out uh, student productions. I was also like trying to go to actual real productions as like, a, you know, like maybe an extra or a small part because you get to see the practicality of it. So when you go back and you take your courses in film school, you're already ahead of the game. You're, you already understand why there's a 180 degree line or, you know, what lens is this? And, and here's the thing at the end of the day, like what are you trying to study in film production? What, um, what I mainly want to do like direct, uh, be a director. So mainly just behind the scenes, you know. Okay, great. So, so you have to obviously understand storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I do. Yeah, great. So try to just feed your brain with a lot of these. There's tons of um, books on screenwriting, whether it's like the simplest as like Save the Cat, or um, there's tons of uh, memoirs for directors that you can read. So that way you're, you're kind of expanding this, this, this toolbox that you have and eventually you'll get your own style. All right, okay, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck in film school, huh? Thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. So let's go to um, Cass21. Yes. Just unmute yourself, Cass. Hey, David. <laughs> um, well, my my question for you is, um, how did your role as Diego influencing your life? Well, um, it did a lot. You know, obviously, understanding what it feels to get closure with, like your parents, for example. You know, like Diego had a very interesting relationship with his father, and what happens is. Um, you know, I look at my parents, for example, in real life, and all it makes me think about is how do I empathize with my parents? How do I get closer to them? You know, and so in a lot of that way, like mentally, it did that to me a lot. And also, you know, it got me really interested in martial arts. You know, I wasn't I wasn't that into like, you know, Taekwondo or Muay Thai and boxing. So physically, I feel like Diego kind of lives inside of me a lot of the times without me even realizing. Okay, well, thank you, Lee. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's go to Kaylee next. Hi, Kaylee. Hi, David. <clears throat> Hi, Kaylee. Uh, my question was, sorry, I wrote it down because I'll forget. <laughs> uh, uh, what's your favorite part of um, yourself that you feel that you uniquely can bring to a role? Well, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I mean, there's a, we all want to think that we're enough, you know, that we don't have weaknesses, although, you know, or, or strengths, we just are complete. And I feel like something that I'm very drawn towards that I like to put into characters is vulnerability, you know, um, you know, being, you know, growing up and stuff, you know, you're, you, when you grow up in a, in a, you know, kind of very male-driven family, you kind of have this idea of what it is to be a man. And my upbringing was very like, oh, you're weird or you're odd, you're too sensitive and all these things. And so that eventually became my strength because I know that everyone's going to come in and give it their own take and that's going to be special in their own way. But, 
you know, I feel like my way is more of like, well, let me tap into like something that I grew up with my entire life, which is my sensitivity. Cool. Thank you for representing the weirdos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's go to Anna next. Hi, um, I just wanted to start off by saying that you're such like a big inspiration to me and I'm sure for a lot of people like like you, I moved to the United States. Um, I got moved at 15, so I came from Brazil. So I had to adapt to a whole new culture. So you're a huge inspiration to me. And my question is, um, so like, what are some of the things that helped you go through this like transition, like this move to the United States? You know, you mentioned like film. Is there like other stuff that helped you? How long have you been living in the United States now? Uh, I moved here in 2015. So I've been living here for like six, seven years. Six years. Well, you know, it's, it's sometimes we want to belong to a community. Like that's the thing, right? We want to be, you know, there's a thing within like, oh, tribal and community. And I think the difference in my, my head is community is you're trying to find something that everyone loves, you know, and tribal could be like what everyone hates, right? But in terms of finding a, a community from my own end, I just watched what people liked. I watched and a lot of the things that a lot of kids my age when I was 15, coming into the United States was sports, um, music. Uh, I wasn't really into clothes because I didn't have the money to buy the clothes. So I was like, I can't really get into that. But once you can find a language or a dialogue that you feel okay with, like, you're like, oh, actually I like, I like these people. I like this group of people because they like, they, we have similar interests. Um, so I'm gonna learn about what they really like. And then I would get closer to them in that way. And that's how I was able to kind of start building a small little community of like friends, you know? And they weren't like, I had friends that were, that were football players. I had friends that were, you know, ASB presidents. I had friends who were, you know, in the theater, really deep in the theater. So I didn't really keep myself to one group, you know? So that, that was kind of like one of the first things that I did in order to like make myself feel a little comfortable um but eventually you know as you get older you're going to realize that it's okay to like let go of those things too you know you're going to grow out of that but for now yeah. i'm sure you are i mean you've been here for six years so yeah yeah like i'm going to grad school right now so it's like all clear path but like i still miss home sometimes you know what i mean like my family's there like my parents are here but my family and all that you understand <laughs> i love I, I yeah i know and i love brazil brazil is you know one of my favorite Brazil loves you I'm sure they we all do thank you Anna thank you Anna let's go to Vic next hi David um Anna's right Brazil does love you we love hey. you uh, thanks Vic appreciate it uh obviously through the casting process you go through auditions and you don't, don't always get it um so what always kept you going you know if you didn't get the audition you auditioned for well you know um there was a lot of theories in my own head as to like why I didn't get things right like oh you know it's because I'm too fat or it's because I'm not good enough or it's because the other person is more good looking you know all these things right and uh and that was never good that was never ever good you you, you just end up being really mean to yourself and you know you kind of just try to forget about it whether it was like eating bad or all these things so I I had to learn really quickly that um that this is a this is a marathon and every time I would get a no, the only thing that I would try to do from, from the moment I realized that me beating myself up for not getting it was not good, was that I just have to go in there every time and just do the most work that I possibly can. And if, and if I don't get it, then that's fine because what I'm doing is I'm planting a seed that eventually a plant will grow. And with every, you know, every audition that I had, I was like, maybe that grows into something else. And I'm not going to hold on to like anger about why that person doesn't want me because it's so easy to take it really personal, you know? And at the end of the day, once I, once I got to audition people for my short films, I realized it helped me a lot. Cause I realized, oh my God, like I wish no, you know, malintent or ill intent to any actors that come in. I want them to be great. And and if, and if one person is amazing and the other person fits the role, then I'm going to go with the person that fits the role, you know, and, 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 but that doesn't mean that this person isn't amazing. And so that helped a lot. 
I also have a second question. Um, what are your top three actors that you'd like to work with? Oh, wow. I mean, I, I would, I mean, I, I mean, first of all, like the people in Umbrella, they're all pretty, they're all pretty great already. I'm like, I'm so spoiled, but everyone is so talented on that. And you really get to appreciate, you know, that the, the, the deeper you go into the season, you know, you're like, wow, it was so amazing. But um, like, uh, uh, Kate Blanchett, we one of them. Like, I think she's phenomenal. Um, uh, Daniel Day Lewis, you know, Harvey Bardem, uh, you, you know, those, you know, I mean, I can list you a so list, but I would just keep it out there, you know. But yeah, there's, there's so many of them. All right, thank you. Thanks, Vic. Thank you, Vic. Let's go to Elvira next. Uh, yes. First of all, hi. Um, well, I have too weird but kind of funny questions i guess um uh can you guys hear me <laughs> firstly i can hear you yeah okay, okay sorry i was nervous about the connection but well what makes you feel more proud about yourself because well let me tell you in name of everyone here you're extremely amazing and really such a great person to everyone here and well the second Silly question that I have is that what kind of taco or Mexican food do you think the other characters of the Umbrella Academy will be? Okay, I'll answer the second one first and then you have to repeat the first one. But um, okay, the, the tacos, all right, let's see. Um, I think, I mean, I, I, I'm safe to say that Al Pastor is a, is a no brainer. I think for all of them, maybe, I'm not sure if Emmy's vegetarian. I, I wouldn't know, but if, if she is, I'd give her some, you know, some sweet potato tacos para, para ella. Um, oh, and A Aiden's vegan, Aiden's vegan. So Aiden would definitely get uh, maybe some portobello mushroom tacos, or maybe some like just some grilled onion tacos, you know, just like just tons of grilled onions just put into a taco. And what was the first one? Well, the first one was, what makes you feel more proud about yourself? Oh, um, everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Grace, you're up. Um, hi. Hi, Grace. Um, th this is more just a question on like how you act, I guess. Like sometimes will you just, as soon as you walk off the set, is that you finished? Or maybe will you, I don't know, like go do your grocery shop or something like that as a character? Like will you go to the shops as like Diego Hargreaves, for example? Like how do you- um... uh, No, I definitely don't go to the grocery shop. <laughs> that would be, that That would make a lot of mess in the grocery shop. Yeah. Um, but uh, there is there is some lingering, you know. There there always is. Um, I think one of the best things that I mean, everyone has their own kind of way of doing things. But the best way for me, um, and depending what character it is, but I think for Diego, I kind of I make sure my whole like the nine months that we're shooting is surrounded around the ether of how Diego is, just so when I get to a set there's no line between action and and cut yeah. so like it all feels really natural yeah where where i could be i could be seating sitting on a, at a table in in a scene and um and i'm not waiting for them to say action for me to go into a certain position it's it's already there because you know at the end of the day uh we don't want to see people act you know, we hopefully not. I mean, I, I'd like to see people live and, and be almost sort of, um, uh, how, what's this thing uh, when you're unprecedented, I guess, or, um, you know, unpredictable. That's the thing. So, yeah, but no, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to the grocery store with like knives <laughs> and stuff. That's very dangerous. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, uh, May? Am I pronouncing uh, Hi. Hi, uh, Mike. Uh, my question is 
what is your favorite uh, season of the Umbrella Academy? Oh, uh, the third one. The third one, the third one, the 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 is my favorite. <laughs> and what is your favorite character? Oh, and and in uh, the third season. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I I think I think Lila. I think Lila. She's. I think she's really funny. Thanks. You're welcome. Third so season. <laughs> Hi, David. I just want to say, first of all, I love you so much, and you're such an inspiration to me, and I'm sure everyone else on the Zoom call. Um, I have two kind of questions. So, first one is a little more stupid, but I want to know what your thoughts are on eating orange peels because I know one of your co stars has been very adamant on that. <laughs> orange peels, huh? I yes. well, you know, I don't eat them, I don't eat, but I do. But what orange peels are really good to is to sanitize your hands, okay. You know, and also if you grab a, a, you know, obviously do this in a very controlled place, but if you turn the light, a match on and you grab orange peel and you squeeze it, you get a little flamethrower. Okay, that's interesting. That's a, um, I learned, yeah, just, you know, be safe. That's very cool, yeah. <laughs> and then I had one, um, one other question is just, I know you talked a little bit about kind of acting advice and all that, but I wanted to know if you had kind of any other advice for someone considering Kind of going down maybe a more artistic pathway but doesn't have maybe the most support from their family or friends around them oh they'll never understand and that's okay they'll never understand um what you can do is through your perseverance and through your kind of hard-headedness of like continuing in this journey is that they'll start saying that like uh that you were right or not even you were right but you're going to be okay because i think a lot of family members, what they wanted, they just want you to be safe. They mm -hmm. want to make sure that you're going to have a living, something, you know, you're going to have some food to eat because especially like, you know, parents and, you know, older siblings and stuff, they, they don't want to be worrying about you in later years. They don't want to be worrying about, they want to make sure that you kind of are able to lift off. But if you find something you love, you got to, you got to move to it. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter who says no, or, you know, or, they give you all these reasons and all these things that's fine just know that they're not meant to understand it as long as you understand it you keep okay. going that's great thank you so much oh you're welcome sir. and uh ross Letty. is that did i say your name wrong sorry ross. <laughs> you're, uh, mute. you're up you're up she's muted I just ah there she is did I pronounce your name wrong? It's me. Yeah. Anya. Are you there? Anya. Oh, no. Oh, Anya. Not yet. <laughs> Not, yet. Not yet. We're on um, Ro Ro Ross Lady. Ross Lady. Yes. We can't hear you. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my God. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, my question for you is, how was you say it's what recurrent this is? Oh, dilo en español. ¿Cuál es la pregunta? ¿Cómo te sentiste al rodar la tercera temporada? ¿Cómo fue tu interacción con el cast de la, de la nueva academia? Okay. So I want to answer this in English and in Spanish so that so people can understand. Um, <laughs> So she's asking, how did I feel rolling into season three? Uh, well, season three was extremely... No, the in English is not good, but my question is... Sorry, guys, someone's unmuted. Hold on. There we go, David, off you go. There you go. So the, the, thing, about, the, the thing about season three was... Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, can someone mute, please? Cecilia, yes, I think it's Cecilia. Cecilia, there we go, mute her. There we go, off we go. Um, okay, la, 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 I'll answer the question. La temporada, la, the, the third season was um, was very hard. It was very hard because uh, we were on lockdown. Uh, and so we would go to work and we'd come home and we'd have to stay at home. Uh, and this, this happened for maybe about five months. But the beauty of it was that it's such a great season that it made it 
the story that we're telling is so worth it. Uh, and I think you guys are really going to like it. And I'll just say quickly in Spanish, pero sí estuvo un poquito difícil porque uh, hubo, hubo lockdown, cerraron todo en Canadá cuando estamos filmando la tercera temporada. Entonces, eh, íbamos a trabajar y llegamos a, a la casa y, y volvíamos a trabajar. Entonces, no había nada que hacer aparte de eso. Pero la verdad sí valió la pena porque ya me he tocado ver unos episodios y mira, mi cerebro está... Mira. <laughs> so okay. much, so more passionate in Spanish, isn't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to Janet. You're up next. Uh, um, hello. I'm happy to be here. Uh, my, my, I have a two questions. My first question is: Do you have a motivational message message for the people who are here? Well, for the people who are what? For the people who are here. Here. Oh, ¿en dónde estás? Ah, um, me refiero a las personas que estamos conectadas en el Zoom. Oh, do I have a motivation to people that are here in the Zoom? Oh, okay. Um, that's a that's a hard one. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, you know, I my my really, I would love to make all you guys cry, you know, and 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 laugh and. Um, you know, maybe go buy a, a, you know, some ice cream after this because it'll be so um, inspiring. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing that I, I, I try to guide myself, you know, in, the, in a day-to-day -day being is like, how am I feeling? Um, how am I feeling right now? And is it being influenced by something or someone? And if that's the case, how do I change it? If, especially if it's a bad feeling, you know, I've, I've noticed the more I stay away from stimulants, um, television, uh, my cell phone, alcohol, um, really bad food, I can hear myself more and I can understand myself more. And if I can understand myself more, then I can understand the next person next to me more. And therefore, that person has less effect on me on whatever they do, because I feel myself complete. So I guess that's the thing that I do for myself on a daily basis. And, you know, I would love for all of you guys to have that sort of sense of um, being an audience in a circus rather than being inside the circus. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you. And the second question is, what do you like the most about you, the character? character uh, oh, okay. What do I like about my character the most? Well, I like that he takes. I like that he takes things very seriously. I think that's the best part. He's so serious about himself and about what the world is, and his own take on being a superhero. And he's not that good at it, but he's also actually pretty good at it. I mean, it's just kind of that thing where he's very complex, you know, and as the season go along, you learn a lot more about him. And I like that it's telling a story about a superhero that doesn't have it all together, but tries to act like everything is well. I like that. Thank you. Um... By the way, I'm happy to meet you and podemos tomarnos una foto. <laughs> sí. Gracias. Thank you, Janet. Let's go to Jenny next. Jenny. <laughs> Hi. Sorry, I'm at work. <laughs> But... Oh, you muted yourself, Jenny. Jenny, you mute yourself. Okay, got it. Okay. Um, I'm at work, sorry. <laughs> but I know you probably can't say too much, but what can we expect for future projects? Well, I, I do have, I have another one that's, that's come out, that's coming out. I don't know when exactly, but after Umbrella, there's another one called Most Dangerous Game. Um, and that's really fun. Actually, I like it a lot. The more I think about it, the more it's with uh, one of my favorite actors that I obviously had on the list of wanting to work with, which is Christoph Waltz. Um, and it's about 
I'll just give you a quick synopsis. It, it is about a very secret organization of very rich people come together and they start a betting game about getting one person uh, to run around the city for 24 hours and they're being chased by six of the best assassins in the world. And if this person being chased, the rabbit, if he's being chased, if he survives for 24 hours, he wins $24 million. And so it takes place in New York. So that's, a, that's, that's something that I have coming up pretty soon. Sounds interesting. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to go to Kim. And then we'll go after to Jude Carmichael. So first, Kim. Hello, can you hear Hi, me Kim. okay? Yeah. Hi, so I was just wondering if you have any sort of behind the scenes stories from Umbrella Academy that we might not have heard already, just anything interesting that you, you just think would anything be fun to share. Anything interesting, uh, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, I, there is there is some fun stuff, but I mean, it's kind of how would I say this? Like, for example, like with like Aiden and I will have these this banter back and forth where we make no sense about what we're saying, and it's one of the weirdest things because everyone looks at us being like, "What are you guys talking about?" But Aiden and I know that we're trying to make the least amount of sense in an entire conversation for about five minutes, you know? So I'll be like, hey, did you check the cans the other day? And he's like, no, my shoes were untied. And he's like, well, 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 what color is the sky then? And he's like, I don't know. I mean, I called them and they said that they would, you know, bring me to the dentist tomorrow. And it's like, I can't believe like your toes don't work, you know? So we'd have this kind of conversation right before a scene would start, you know? <laughs> Just you completely know? ridiculous stuff. Just completely ridiculous, but it would throw off everyone. Everyone would be like, what are you guys saying? So that's a nice little little plug on that. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we'll go to Jude Carmichael. Hi, Mike, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. I was just going to ask, what's your process on like building your characters from when you get the script? Uh, well, you know, a lot of it is driven by a lot of fear. Like that's the first thing that happened. You get it, you get a script and you're, and my biggest thought is I need to swing as far to the fence as possible. Like what is the most outrageous thing about this character? How he walks, how he talks, how he looks at people, what, how does he interpret all of these things? And I try to go really, really far out, far out. Because then eventually, the more I work at it, at least I've already tried all of these avenues. And then it starts kind of bringing back to, to just to who I am. So I want to make sure that once I get to set, I'm not thinking about like, oh, I should have tried that moment, that thing, or, or that the way he spoke or his mannerism. I should have tried that. I have all those questions kind of answered. And, and then, you know, getting really interested in the mundane is, is another thing that I really love. So, for example, I could be working on a character for, for so long and I'm very passionate and driven. I have to learn this and this and this and all these skills. Then eventually, I like to just count my steps at a museum. Like go into a museum or go to a place that I'm not used to going, count my steps, be connected to nothing. Try to not make, you know, make everything so important. Just be connected to nothing because once you put all that work in, what happens is ideas that you had no idea were there start popping up, you know? And I think that's one of the things that I find more gratifying is like, you know, I was doing a film with Charlie years ago and, and I remember walking into a museum, for example, and I was just looking at things and the floor was creaking the floor was creaking. So then eventually I just try to walk like the floor. So I, so I wouldn't creak the floor. And I, I, I was just focused on like, I'm just going to try to not make the floor creak. And what happened is I found the way the character walked by accident. Because I realized, oh, this is how he walks. He walks like he's trying to make sure the floor doesn't make sense. You know, and I would never, you know, you find those things when you least expect it. So, you know, it's, it's about very much 
um, once you've done the work about doing mundane things and you know be open to to what comes up to you thank you man appreciate it thanks man appreciate it thank you okay so we're coming up to uh, 10-2, which means we have 10 minutes left. So we'll try and get us through. There's there's loads of hands up. So we're going to try and get us through as many as possible. So let's keep it to one question per person so we can get as many people in as possible, okay? So we'll go to, um, and sorry if I butcher your name, is it Pau? Yeah. Um, well, uh, first of all, I admire so much and your job. And my question is, um, how do you expect the Umbrella Academy fandom react to the third season? Uh, I, I think I think they're gonna lose their minds. I think um, I can't say too much about what's gonna happen, but I I do believe that it's it's gonna be the most uh, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. You're gonna like it. Wow. Thank you. Let's go to Sophia. Just, can you unmute this? Perfect. Um, hi, David. Primero que todo, muchas gracias por representar a la comunidad latina dentro de una serie de Netflix. So, es una inspiración para mí. And my question is, what is your relationship with your co-workers? Oh, they're all lovely. Um, you know we've we've became we've become a family you know we've, we've been we've known each other since 2018 so we're going on four years now you know almost five so it's kind of evolved into a space where i feel like we are brothers and sisters now and i i'm and like i said i and I'm not, i don't put this lightly but i do believe that everyone there is so talented you know I think they're all just very, very special thespians. Thank David. No, oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, let's go to Abril next. Hi. Um, okay, my question is, where is one of your best experience filming Umbrella Academy? Uh, you know, the, the hallway scene in season two, that was, to me, one of the best experience I've had. Um, I didn't we did it in one take and we only had four windows that we could break so we had to get that taken four tries that's it and it's a oneer. and um i just remember being so nervous and looking at the stunt person and knowing that i have to break their head into the window and break a vase over it and um and i think that because i had trained so much before going into season two that for the for the month i did training in thailand of fighting, the, that those 30 seconds of shooting that one take made uh, made the difference. Thank you, I love you so much. Thank you, Aurel. Thank you, Aurel. Um, Emily, are you there? Yes, hi, David, um, representing from Vancouver here in British right. Columbia. Um, I wanted to ask what, like, who was the most chaotic, fun, or entertaining to work with on the Umbrella Academy set each season? Oh, I mean, come on, it's, it's Robert. Robert, all day. <laughs> That's an easy one. I don't have to do it. I don't have to do anything when, when I'm doing Robert. He's so talented. I just have to, like, just watch him. And I just, I just watch him do things, and I just go. Sounds about right. <laughs> Did you catch that? Okay, good. But yeah. can he be consistent? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, uh, Natalie? Are you there? Natalie? Let's Natalie? Natalie? Hi. Hello, Natalie. Uh, uh, okay. Eh, bueno, nuestra pregunta, mira, <laughs> bueno, eh, nuestra pregunta es, ¿cuál fue la escena que más te gustó durante toda la temporada? La escena que más me gustó. La verdad, una escena que me gustó mucho fue la, la de la comida con, con, con Reginald Hargreaves en, en la Tiki Bar. 
Me, me encantó esa escena todo. Éramos como, éramos todos ahí y la verdad, ahí te tocó ver toda la comedia, la drama, este, y hasta me tocó quebrarme la nariz. Okay. Well, we, I, don't, I don't understand anything that was said there, David. What she was, was asking, she was, they were asking what was, what was one of my favorite scenes. And I mentioned the Tiki bar scene with, when it was all of us meeting Reginald Hargreaves. And, uh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it took about two days to film. And uh, it had, you know, it had the comedy, but also it was so kind of, you know, had the drama and I broke my nose in that thing. What? Wow. Okay. Um, let's go to Claire. Um, hi, David. I wanted to ask if you relate to Diego at all uh, in normal life. Um, I can. Sometimes when I'm too earnest, because Diego can be very earnest and very sincere, but also very like this. And I have that inside of me, too. Like, I can be very, um, you know, I can just mean what I say very clearly. And it can be either really funny or, you know, meaningful, I hope, eventually. But that's, you know, that's one of them, you know. Also, we have the same hands, see? We have the same hands. Thanks, you're amazing, by the way. Oh, no, thanks, you're amazing. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, Valeria. Um, first, uh, first off, hi, David. Um, hi, Valeria. Can I ask the question in Spanish? Yeah. Okay. Um, me van a linchar por esto, pero ¿has visto los edits de TikTok? Casualidad. ¿Qué es eso? Um, no los has visto. ¿Los edits de TikTok? Los edits. No, no. Muy bien, ok. Ok. Lo tengo que ver entonces. No. Um, ok, let's go to uh, Joanna. Uh, hi, David. Thanks for doing this. Um, I saw um, We Die Young a while back, which is uh, an odd movie, and I really enjoyed it. And I wanted to ask whether the sensitivity that you mentioned earlier, whether that was something that you brought into uh, Rincon, who, like, is an odd character for the film. If you get what I mean, he's kind of like, he's, yeah, is it just whether, how much of that was you and how much of that was scripted? How much was tough? Um, you know, what was funny is, also, you know, Charlie was in it also, who's, fantastic in that film i don't know if if, if you notice him because he was full of tattoos also just oh, i had all i had all my uh yeah my stick on tattoos didn't i yeah <laughs> you, did, you had the little teardrops and everything <laughs> yeah i did i you know what's funny is that when i when i first you know was able to get that role um i i sat down with lior geller who's the who's the director of that film and um a lot of the thought was we know this guy You know, we know who he is and it's, it's not about ensuing power. It's about getting empathy about what he's doing and why he's doing things. So that was very much um, the, the kind of the pinpoint because of his love towards his sister in that film. And because of that, you can see that everything he does is derived by making sure his sister is safe or she has a, a, a you know, just like a, a stable life. And so that was a big thing. And obviously I, I didn't know how it played out, but in my mind, I have sisters and I'm, you know, I can tap into that very easily. Um, and I really appreciated that they gave me the opportunity to play a character that was obviously doing a lot of bad things, but that, um, you know, I've seen before. Thanks a minute. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you, thank you. So we might have time for a couple more. Let's go to... Angie. Angie, sorry. Hi. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you speak Spanish, please? Sí. Aquí. ¿Te gustaría que se podría decir que en el guión de Umbrella Academy implemente en español en un párrafo para que tus compañeros pudieran hablar en español o tratar de hablar? Oh, tratar de hablar español en el show. Oh, me encantaría. No, la verdad, sí. A mí, sí. Si fuera Diego en español, Hombre, sería un borracho. Sería, 
you know, fiestero, pero de buenas que Diego, remember, Diego don't drink. You know, sometimes he drinks, but he don't drink and no toma. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I want to get, I, I would love to get uh, um, some people speaking Spanish on the show. Me gustaría que, que hablar en español. Pero a lo mejor, a ver, vamos a ver si, si nos dan una chanza. Oh, amo aquí, gracias. Y te quiero mucho, te amo. <laughs> Igual que son mis favoritos. And uh, Luciana. Hi, David, and thanks, Charlie. Well, my, my question is, what do you feel when you see everything that you have done that you have achieved until today? Um, well, it just depends on the day, but you know, most times I, I, I kind of feel very grateful. You know, I feel, okay, Saki. <laughs> like good music. Um, I, I just, I feel very grateful, I mean, you know, it, it's, it, it's taking a long, it's taken a long time to be able to make a living off what I love. Um, and so I've had to do a lot of work. And so to kind of look back into even like, you know, like think about this or like this glass, like the thing that I love doing, you know, like I'm able to drink water out of this glass. Isn't that weird? Isn't that fascinating? You know, like what my heart, said and my passion drove me to do something i can buy a pack of gum you know what i mean i don't have to worry you know so it's kind of mind-boggling that i can think of these things but also like you know if if you know everyone can get to that place you know it's just by finding out what you really love you know and you can realize how like you can achieve things like that <laughs> okay thank you and love you so much uh, thank you, Diana. Well, that rounds us off. Look, guys, uh, we're sorry if we couldn't get through everyone. We tried to get through as many as we could, but look, it was a great uh, session. And David, mate, it's good to see you again. And thank you. Thank you for being so brilliant and um, talking from the heart. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, un beso a todos. You know, los quiero mucho. You know what I mean? You guys are amazing. And uh, thanks for like, you know, joining in and doing something fun. You know, hopefully it was fun. It was fun oh, and yeah. it was for a good cause as well. So thank you. Yeah. Okay, um, great. Really take care, everyone. Have a lovely day, evening, wherever you are in the world. We love <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. Adios, adios. Bye. Bye. Run at it shouting. Do as he says, run at it shouting. Ah.